Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Silmarillion Film Project. I'm your co-host Dave Kale, and we are well. I I was going to say rapidly, but we are methodically approaching <laughs> methodically the end of better. season three. Finally, with um, one of our traditional fan favorite end of season uh, podcasts, which is casting, um, right. where the where our listeners uh, um, um, sort of discuss and vote inside our forums, which you should totally go join and participate in, uh, and then nominate a bunch of actors and actresses to play characters in, in our in our Silmarillion adaptation that Corey, Trish, and I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we attempt we attempt to discuss them on the air while furiously looking them up on IMDb to figure out who That's they right. might be and what they look like. Exactly. Dave, you blew our, you blew our cover. <laughs> well, see, no, I mean, Trish, I was fixing to do that anyway, because uh, I'm yeah. going to have to, I'm going to have to be uh, searching on IMDb uh, uh, publicly here in front of on screen. I know, you know, for me, it's really embarrassing that only three years into this podcast, I look at the casting list and I just didn't recognize so many yeah. of the names. Oh my goodness. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. I, if I if I know, I guess 10% we already cast these... all the old folks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If Corey was already struggling with like <laughs> seasons one and two when Absolutely. we were using relatively mainstream people. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so the problem is, it's like I don't I don't watch much TV and I don't get to see very many movies. I have like I try to keep up with the you know, sort of the threads that I'm interested in. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll go out of my way to see something. And so there are a few, uh, like contemporary things that I have seen. Like I've seen things like stranger things and I've seen things like I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm a fan generally of the Marvel of the Marvel cinematic universe. So I've seen most of that stuff, including the Netflix series of which I'm particular, I'm a particular fan. Um, I have seen things like Doctor Who and, and I, have, I haven't even watched Game of Thrones yet because I'm waiting for it to be done because I, I swore a vow several years ago that I was never going to do anything related to George R.R. R. Martin until it was done and I could just go once from beginning to end. Uh, so the series is almost done. When they, when they release the last season of the series, I'll start at the beginning and I'll watch the series all the way through. Um, and the same will be oh, true. I see. Of the books. So you're, you're carving out an exception for the TV show. You're like, well, George hasn't finished the books, but at least the TV show's done. Oh yeah, no, because I'm totally, I'm totally ready to, uh, you know, sort of appreciate the TV series as like an independent right. work, essentially. And you've, so. and you've, and you've given up on George. Well, the books, you know, I won't say totally given up, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, more or less. Uh, basically, I mean, normally, of course, I would wait and to read the books first before I. Wa- That's why I haven't seen the films yet. Because for a while I was operating under the assumption, like, okay, well, I'll wait for him to finish the series, and then I'll read the series, and then I'll go back and watch or, or to you know, to finish the books, and then I'll, I'll go back and watch the TV series. But of course, when it became clear that the the TV series was going to finish uh, far sooner, and now, of course, it's like you know, especially in the latter end, it's more of a parallel production, right, than a than an, than an adaptation exactly, because it's it's coming to an end that he didn't exactly write. So, so anyway, I feel totally, totally fine about, um, uh, just undertaking that as a separate project. So, yep. Yep. 
I'm uh, I, I'm not giving up on him in the sense that I'm deliberately leaving him behind. Should George R. R. Martin bestir himself and finish that series, I will start at the beginning and read it all the way through to the end. Um, but until that happens, I'm never going to read a word of George R. R. Martin ever again, as far as I know, because uh, I am done. Uh, I'm done with incomplete series. That's it. I might, might like this, this, I don't, out of curiosity. How yeah. close are you to making a similar vow about the Dresden Files? Oh, well, he's kind of slowed down some, but uh, um, I, I st- I've, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still pretty far from that. I mean, like, Peace Talks has been delayed for a while now. I've been, I keep expecting it, and it's not coming out. But uh, he, in the past, before this, has been prompt enough that... Uh, and he's still producing some stuff. He's done that annoying thing that I hate it when authors do. Like, I'm three quarters of the way through a really long popular series, so I'm going to start another series, which I will release at the same time. I hate it when authors do that. Right. But, uh, but that's a different problem, right? That's a, it's a different kind of problem than George R. R. Martin has. Uh, yes, that's true. At least there seem to be trickles of good news about Peace Talks, whereas with George R. R. Martin, he's just like, I'm about 5,000 pay, you know, pages into this thing, and I, I'm just – I don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah, exactly. It, I, it might be eight more books. I'm really not sure. Yeah, and it might come out. I mean I have to admit uh, I, I've, I've had a really positive experience recently with – did you uh, – did either of you ever read the Robert Jordan series, The Wheel of Time? Started it, so. did not finish it. Okay, this is a this was a classic instance. This was you know a, Robert Jordan was almost kind of like George R. R. Martin before George R. R. Martin in this sense. They're they're not very similar in many other ways, but in this sense, of course, this was a classic problem uh, from you know like back in you know sort of back in my generation. Those books were coming out in the uh, in like the nineties uh, 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 first, and this was a super super long series which I gave up on because it just it it, it I was not confident that it was ever going to actually get resolved, you know, so I, I, I kind of gave up on it and I was like, all right, you know, if, if this ever comes together, then, then fine. Um, uh, Robert Jordan had to take the rather desperate expedient of dying actually, um, uh, leaving the series unfinished, but leaving like sort of his notes and everything to Brandon Sanderson, who did finish the series, in fact, and bring it to a conclusion. Um, and, I have found actually. I'm so I'm actually uh, reading it right now. I have. Uh, I'm I'm coming towards the end of the series now, which I never thought I would see, and I'm quite enjoying it actually. I really enjoy the Wheel of Time. I've been I've been liking it very much, and I find that knowing that it is done and that there is an end, I am marching to, um, is uh, uh, has made a great deal of difference. So we'll see. We'll see about. Uh, Maybe maybe this will happen. But but I gave up on him like more than a decade ago. And then I just came back after like 15 years and I'm like, hey, look, it's done. I'll read it again. Maybe maybe that'll happen with George R. R. Martin. Who knows? All right. OK. Yeah, I know you guys are uh, uh, in case got, it, the, in case it wasn't obvious. I'm joined today by my co-host. And our and our assistants, Wally and Buddha. Yeah, see, there's Wally right there. I was going to say, wait, wait, was was that was that Wally or was that the parrot? <laughs> that was the that, human. That's child. it. That was the. Kid. That actually okay. kind of sounded like Buddha, didn't it? it yeah, did. it yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. 
Does we'll Wally, have to, we'll have to do we'll stuff. have to do it we'll have to do like a game show. Yeah, Buddha like screech or off Wally. at some point. Yeah, exactly. No, no, we'll have to have people guess. Is this Buddha or Wally? Play that's the sound, please. <laughs> exactly. So that's your that's your cast of characters this morning. Very uh, good. Five minutes. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so no, let's um we're um. We're 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 talking about casting now. A lot of our regulars are sitting here very patiently and being like, "So we are we are going to talk about casting, right?" Sorry, little digression. My apologies. Okay, so, um, so I guess we probably shouldn't go on that uh, uh, digression. We were going to go on about uh, the Amazon series. So it's fine. Um, all right, <laughs> let's let us move forward uh, then in our show about casting. Uh, so brief. Um, Brief announcements. Uh, we've got our summer camps, which are happening right now, and I just really want to uh, encourage people to, uh, uh, to to look those up. SignumUniversity.org slash academy. We have four summer free summer camps uh, on awesome uh, fantasy works um, targeted for uh, kids ages like uh, 9 through 13, 14, around there. Um, we're, ha- we're having our Hobbit camp right now. Our Hobbit camp is coming to the end of its first week. Next week, our Harry Potter camp starts. We have our Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe camp after that, and Wrinkle in Time camp after that. Again, go to signumuniversity.org slash academy, and you can find all the information on that. It's not too late. If you have a kid, know a kid who would be interested in this, by all means, get them involved uh, in that. We also have two upcoming moots. Our regional moot program is kicking into high gear this fall, late summer, early fall. Uh, Bay Moot uh, in Northern California is happening on August 18th, August 18th in Oakland, California. And uh, Middle Moot, our next uh, 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 moot, which is kind of in the Midwest, though I know to people who live in the Midwest, it's located in Kansas City and, and people like... Midwesterners have have told me very patiently and kindly, you know that Missouri isn't really in the Midwest, right? It's kind of the Great Plains, not exactly not exactly the Midwest. But anyway, it's in the middle of the country is the point. Um, so Middle Moot is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to getting to Kansas City. I've never been to Kansas City before. Uh, October 6th is the date of Middle Moot, uh, and it's going to be great fun. Uh, the call for papers is open for Middle Moot. Um, the Bay Moot schedule for the day is up, so you can see what's going to be happening happening there. Uh, again, go to signumuniversity.org and you will see uh, links on, on the, the, the front of the homepage there uh, for both of those moots. So you can get the registration links. You can see uh, the information that we have there. So uh, I am uh, always glad to get the chance to, uh, to, to get the chance to, to meet folks, uh, to be able to see um, uh, uh to go around the country and to, 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 to meet people who haven't been able to make it out to myth moot, which I know is really far for some people. Um, but, uh, they're really great one day events, you know, uh, inexpensive, uh, you know, it's, it's always like, you know, 30, 40 bucks to register. And that usually includes lunch. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's, uh, an inexpensive, really fun day. Uh, and I hope you get a chance to, um, uh, to, to come out for that. Um, and yeah, Timothy Fisher is reminding me we are we are planning a New York moot. It is true. Uh, we're um, uh, the uh, the big Tolkien exhibition that is currently at the uh, at the Bodleian. 
um, which has been making, of course, a lot of uh, very, very justly making a lot of news in Tolkien circles, is going to be traveling to the Morgan Library in New York uh, in the spring. Not all of it, unfortunately, but a very big chunk of it is going to be coming to New York. So we're actually going to do a moot uh, at the Morgan Library in New York City uh, next year. We don't have details for that, though, yet. We, uh, you know, we, I'll announce more when we have a, a specific weekend, but uh, we're definitely going to going to come to New York and enjoy the Tolkien exhibit together. So that'll be, that'll be really fun. All right. With that, let us get to the business of casting folks. Now, of course, we have a lot of people already cast, you know, who are uh, major figures here. We did a lot of the, you know, we, we carry over, of course, casting from season two and even indeed from season one. Um, We cast a lot of the older generation of the Noldor, for instance, you know, Feanor, Fingolfin, and and and, and those people uh, last season, but we didn't really cast any of the younger generation. So that's one, as far as the elves are concerned, uh, that's one of the primary focuses to do things like the Feanorians and, um, you know, the children of Finarfin uh, uh, and Fingolfin, and of course we have a great number of the uh, uh, of the uh, the the Teleri, uh, especially the, um, the Sindar, uh, in Doriath that we, uh, we need to cast, uh, including, uh, to me, the highest stakes casting choice, I think, that we have to make here in this season is Luthien, right? I mean, casting Luthien, casting Luthien is kind of like casting Helen of Troy. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, uh, it's, non-trivial <laughs> like how are you going to cast that uh so um that's uh so that's going to be fun anyway so that's what we're doing so this is this is the key that, so we have the, the each of each decision has been color coded uh <clears throat> to show when a person's name is in green they are the clear winner and in order for us to uh for us as execs to 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 change that we have to um uh you know, we we we'd, it's, we'd be exercising a fairly strong veto to do that and going against the will of the people. Um, uh, the those which are listed in orange are are, are, are really close, so it could kind of go either way. And then some of them are actual ties, uh, and so uh, it is incumbent upon us to just break the tie and make a decision. So that is. So are you guys ready, Trish and Dave? You guys ready? Oh sure. Oh, yeah. Let's dive in. I'm. I've been. I've been sifting through or, or skimming through these, and yeah, yeah. Can't wait to discuss these. these people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Okay. So yeah. So oh, there's Brandon Ruth. Okay. Thank God. There's somebody I know. So since many of these people are people that uh, we have no idea, and I certainly don't have any idea uh, 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 about many of these, um, I. Uh, but certainly any 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 suggestions you guys have who are watching live would be of course very uh uh very, you know if 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 you know a compelling reason other than pure like basically I'm forced to make decisions on almost purely superficial bases right like do I think this person sort of fits my mental image for what this character looks like essentially um uh, you know, do I th- do I think that would work? Uh, that's like the 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 pretty sophisticated, educated decision I'm in. I'm in a position to make, which is why I don't trust my own judgment very much here. If you guys know other, you know, strong reasons why we should choose one instead of another, you guys should totally you guys should totally mention it. And I encourage you guys to make comments here as we go. All right, first. We're starting with miscellaneous uh, Meyer in villains. 
Okay, Tillian. Uh, so we will recall we cast Aryan, uh, the uh, the Maya who's going to be in the sun, uh, as uh, Julia Montes we cast. We cast her back in season one. Uh, so she's already established, but we need uh, we need a Tillian. Um, and so this is what. Okay, all right. I've got to. I've got to. I've got to start my process of. Uh, of I've got IMDb all set right here. It's time to go and figure this out, because I'm quite shameless about not knowing who anybody is. Okay, so who is this? say Tomas Lamarquis, huh? Do either of you know this guy? Not a clue. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, he was in Blade Runner. Okay. All right. I did see that. So there we go. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, he's a... What role was he in Blade Runner? Oh, he was the file clerk. You're right. Okay, no, I actually, I actually do remember him. Yeah. He a, has a very interesting face and head, I have to say. Hmm. See, okay. Like, I look at this picture, for instance. I'm worried this guy's too creepy looking. Creepy looking is good, but I'm not sure creepy looking is what we want for this role. Right? I mean, let's keep in mind that Tillian does not have that much of a role. Um, and yeah, Tony, Tony is right. We are literally casting the man in the moon here, uh, in, uh, in, in, in filling this role. One of the chief things that Tillian is known for in the text is his by and large unrequited interest in Aryan, right? Like, I, I think, so there's already we already have a risk right that we're that Tillian is going to look like a stalker so like I, this image here and I'm thinking like if if we have Tillian looking like this looking really creepy I'm not sure that's what we want to go for you know what I mean um I think uh yeah Zach says he looks like he'd be an ex- an excellent uh villain character and I'm thinking the same thing. I mean I really I I, I mean I I think this guy's really fascinating and as I said I remember him from Blade Runner now that I see him. Um I think he would be he would be uh uh really interesting but I'm not sure that this is the right role. Um Are there any other photos of him where he's actually kind of looking maybe happy or something? I mean this is kind of a <laughs> Uh, no, not happy. Not really. <laughs> no, not happy. No, no. That's closer. He looks not unhappy. Yeah. Well, I okay, mean, one nice thing about this is we could t- take him out of being typecast, right? That would right. be useful. It would be. But We'd have to get him a wig, though. Yeah, look, he's smiling. There we go. That still is a little yeah. unsettling. Yeah, I just... I, okay, that's just not right. Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I okay, see, see he he can smile. Um but but yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I get the typecasting thing, but also there's kind of a reason for that. Um uh, 
I think he'd be good in some other roles that we have either now or coming up. Yeah. Hang on a second. I want to fight about something. Um, so Hawken is just asking me, why am I, why am I so, why am I pro typecasting? I'm not pro typecasting, but I am anti, uh, I am like anti aggressively untypecasting. That is to say, right. you're, you're against, you're against the idea of casting somebody simply to go against their typecast. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Like let's, let's try to force this just because it looks right. like it wouldn't work. Doesn't right. make a lick of this sense. This guy's always been a villain. Let's make him a good guy. Just cause. Exactly. Just on principle. Yeah. And I mean, right. and, and, you know, it might be that that could work out well. And there are some people for, because, because see, I, and the thing is also, honestly, like again, I'm I'm judging nothing. I, I I remember this guy playing the file clerk in Blade Runner. Like that's that's my the entirety of the, his work that I've seen. Right. So I have nothing to go by other than his physical look. Right. And his physical look doesn't really say the man in the moon to me. Right. I mean, his head is kind of moon like. I can appreciate that, but that's not <laughs> apart from that. Apart <laughs> apart from that kind of similarity. Um. I'm not I'm not seeing it I, I like that Tillian is like a you know uh, he should look first and foremost like a hunter right and I'm not saying you couldn't dress this dude up as a hunter of course you could but on that principle why why not just choose randomly and say that we you know just like roll the dice and say we can pick anybody and dress him up as a hunter right um so anyway I'm um I I I, I I'm not I, I guess I'm just not seeing the argument in favor of it, basically. Like, could I live with it? Well, yeah. But again, I could live with, uh, uh, you know, a random selector picking people, ultimately, for many roles. Not all of them, but for many of them. Uh, my, again, my, my question is just, I think about the character, right? And what we want the character doing and, and uh, you know, what we expect the character to be. And I look at the person and I say, do I think this looks like that? And I'm like, in this case, my answer is no, not really. Um so, you know, again, if the if the whole principle of this is to make choices for some reason and not arbitrarily, then, uh, you know, well, that's what I that's what I feel I've got to do there. Dave, you have any strong opinions on this? Not really. I think um, I think you might be you might be happier with the second place guy, yeah, Dari Ingolson. Dari Ingolson. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. look at let's look at that. Oh, Marie's Thank apparently you. put up a URL with the guy with hair. But oh, like, all right. Well, let's, while Corey Google's this, I'm going to go look at that. Okay. All right. Let's see. <laughs> maybe maybe hair will will be the. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound sound like I'm anti bald. I'm not. No, but I, I mean, do think and that... as a like a as a happily balding man, I'm totally not anti bald. <laughs> like, and you know, what, with, for me with, to discriminate against here, bald people. He's got like. Oh. One, I will say, I will say, um, I think that a lot of those things we're looking at, where he's where he's bald and kind of playing, like clearly, clearly has been cast as kind of a strange character. Yes, I, it seems like they've applied a lot of makeup. But sure. It's not obvious makeup always, but but like here, it's kind of more of a just him with hair and a hat and a beard, no makeup, yeah. and he looks a little more, you know. Yeah. But still, I'm still not sure he has the right look. Yeah, I just it's. He doesn't look he, like the man could, in the moon to me. He's an elf. He could be an elf of some other ilk. Sure, because he, he kind of has that. But, he could know. be. 
Um, yeah, sure. I wouldn't object to him as an elf. I just I'm not right. I'm not seeing Man in the Moon. Okay, let's see. So who's this guy? Has he been anything I've never I've ever seen? I don't think so. Okay, that's fine. Um, well, he's got the right he's got the right last name for this kind of story. <laughs> there you yeah. go. That works. Uh, let's see. Where's his pictures? Let's look at pictures. Okay. Corey, you're telling me you didn't you didn't you haven't watched CW's The Originals? I have not. <laughs> it is true. That doesn't say Man in the Moon to me exactly, but, you know. <laughs> He's looking mean. Uh, that's not it. Whoa. Jeez. I guess really this is the... Okay. What's our... Do we have a little write-up on the... Uh, well, I guess I could know that by going to the to the forum, couldn't I? Um mm-hmm. You know what's the nominator saying about them? Right. Yeah. So the top two choices are both Icelandic actors, actually, um, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> Robert Brown asks, uh, "Would he reprise the character uh, of the Man in the Moon in the Rover Random spinoff?" You know, Robert, don't think I'm not thinking of that actually, because I I totally was. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I totally was thinking that. Like, you know, he's got to be able to play the sort of bumbling, uh, 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 bumbling but surprisingly competent magician, uh, Man in the Moon. Um, yeah, see, Mario, yeah, I'm looking at this guy. I can imagine, like, unrequited love, you know. Uh, yeah, I can live with it. I can live with it. Okay, so I say we choose. I I say we. My vote would be for this guy. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. Okay, all right. Okay, let's good. Yeah, excellent. Shoot one down. That was easy. Okay, bulldog, (laughs) bulldog. So we have a near, practical tie here, essentially. Okay. Um. So Conan Stevens and Derek Mears. Let's look at these two. All right. He's seven feet tall. That's a that's a plus. Who well, did he play in? Who, oh, he. This is the guy who played Bulg. Okay, got yes. it. So he also has. He also has a prior experience. His in prior a orc experience. Role. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Typecasting. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I mean, he has to play the biggest, baddest orc. Uh, so seven feet tall is a is a serious plus for this role, um, because if he can be obviously, you know physically looming over the other orc characters that we have and uh then you know that uh of course we can replicate that kind of effect uh theoretically on screen but um uh you know i i i obviously if we don't have to perform shenanigans in order to make that happen it's easier 
Okay, who's the other guy? Derek Mears. Okay, let's see. And you know, uh, one thing that would be good about casting um, um, uh, the first guy, Conan Stevens, is I think he kind of got screwed in The Hobbit because they sort of they sort of yeah. nerfed the bold character. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they just made Originally, him some really other cool orc finally. Yeah, it was a really cool looking character, and then he was kind of forgettable. Yeah, no, I agree. This it's on the one hand, it looks like sort of really easy casting, like what's cast as the big orc, the guy who was a big orc in The Hobbit. But but I agree, this is uh, this is the guy who got shunted to the side. <laughs> this is Conan. If you're watch, if you're listening, we'll do you right. Exactly. We will not cut you. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> This guy is really interesting, though. Again, with the bald. I love the bald. Um, he does a good mean face. No question about that. That's pretty mean. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I... Uh, this guy definitely has great potential. I think I think this would be good, but I, I'm 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 certainly uh, I think for the tiebreaker, I think I would go with Conan Stevens. Um, first of all, one thing I forgot about one thing I forgot to look up here on this guy. What's his What's his height? What's this guy's height? Uh, let's see. Six five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think for tiebreaker I'd go with the seven foot guy over the six five guy. they they both would be fine. I mean I think that you know Derek Mears has a lot there's a lot to be said for him. The one small negative that I would put is actually he looks a little bit he looks a lot like Azog from the Hobbit movies. <laughs> you know? Like it he reminds me pretty strongly, actually, of of like the fully made up and CGI Azog. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah. We'd be CG. We'd be CGIing these guys, right? Probably. Orcs and probably in part. I mean, uh, at least in part. Um, but I again, think we'd have to. Yeah, but again, it's it would be nice. Well, again, that's why I kind of like the casting the seven foot guy because that makes a bunch of things simpler, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we wouldn't be compelled to just CGI him into everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Hakan. That'll save us cash and time. Uh, casting the seven foot <laughs> guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Cool. All right, so let's go with Conan Stevens. We'll give Conan Stevens his real shot, right? This will be a this will be a real role for Conan Stevens. He gets to he gets to be upgraded from Bolg to become uh, the uh, the original proto orc. That'll be good. Okay, awesome. The voice of Shelob. Of course, we do not have um, we do not have. Uh, this is hard. As I, of course, I get like pictures aren't going to help me at all. The one thing I would say, um, I don't know. Do I know? Julia Boschwig? I don't think I do. Let's see. 
because I never saw The Last Kingdom, though that's actually on my list, but um, uh, no, I have not seen her in anything. Um, so I don't know much about her at all. Um, I have to say the other, uh, the other one who's very close here is uh, Maisie Williams, who plays Arya in Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, and of course also had that very prominent role in the, in the recent, uh, season of Doctor Who as well. So I do know her. Um, I, uh, something does appeal about casting someone like her, um, who's a prominent actress, but in a role where she won't necessarily be immediately recognizable. That's kind of a cool idea. It is a cool idea, though. I'm not sure about making such a recognizable actress it's like just a voice actress for I mean how many lines is Sheila going to get I mean total in the course of the entire run of some film <laughs> yeah exactly I mean she'll get some lines she'll get some lines but but not that many you know um, by the way uh, you can if you do a quick google search you could find a um, you can find a uh, like a show reel of uh, Julia Boschweig from Last Kingdom, if you wanted to like play some audio clips, uh, I think it's too complicated. <laughs> I'd have to yeah. change my audio <laughs> settings to broadcast it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to assume that her voice would work, and that, and it, because besides, which she's not going to be. Presumably, she's not going to do Sheila's voice in her normal speaking voice, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, maybe she would, uh, but of course, we would want to emphasize that sultry is not what we would be going for in Sheila. Just to make that clear. Uh, uh, for all of you uh, Shadows of Mordor fans, that's not our vision of um, uh, <laughs> of Shelob. We're not going to do slinky Shelob. Um So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Lincoln's right, by the way. He says, the nice thing about casting a voice actor is if she has a vocal range, you can recycle her for another role later on. <laughs> Which is totally true. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, good, yeah. Hakan was just suggesting the same thing. So, good. Uh, Tony, you like The Last Kingdom? Yeah, good. As I said, it's been on my list. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through my list, of course, as I always am. Right now, I'm kind of, I got sucked into watching the classic Doctor Who, so I'll be there for a while. So all of my familiarity right now are with actors who are all presumably dead by now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, of old age. <laughs> um, so, that's, again, why I don't know anybody. Okay, cool. Yeah, so let's go ahead and go with Julia Boschwig, and then we, we can save Maisie Williams. We don't have to play her in a major role, and we certainly don't have to play her in a role that's anything like Arya in Game of Thrones. Um, but, um, but, but, yeah, we can we can totally come back to her uh, another time. Um, but okay, all right, cool. Hey, frame narrative people! Ooh, ooh. ooh. Okay, Halbered. Okay, now here we're we're going to want somebody who ages well, <laughs> right? Because we still want him around when we get to the Battle of Pelennor Field uh, in like what twenty years? So, which is fine. Like I would be fine if Halbered were old by the time we got to the Battle of Pelennor Field, right? So, like it's if if he's like white bearded, then I'm cool with that. But. Uh, uh, <laughs> but we do need somebody who's going to age well. All right. Um, this guy works for me. This guy works for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't have a really strong 
uh, picture of uh, of Halberad uh, in my head uh, here, and he's playing a relatively minor role. I mean, if we think oh, about Oh, Hakan the... said he's played Beowulf. Hakan oh, yeah? says that he's played Beowulf, yeah. Okay. Was it Kieran? B-E-W. Yeah, Kieran View. B-E-W. It's probably, spe- it's probably pronounced Bow or something since yeah, it's, probably something you know, like that. some... <laughs> okay. Uh, hang on a second. Let's just... I, I want to check his height, six feet. Okay, we can work with that. Uh, <laughs> you know be... we can put people on lifts, right? I, I mean, know, you know... But, but again, like, why make life difficult for ourselves? Well, you know, like... and I suppose my own counter-argument to that is also there's scale. The whole body is scaled to the yeah. height, right? So. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, like, it's fine to put him on a box, but if his, like, waist is at the level of, like, the guy standing mm-hmm. next to him, you know, like, his ribs, then, like, obviously... Feel like a little weird. Yeah, very weird. Oh, there's a photo down there with him with long hair, which is very rangery. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like, right there. Oh, yeah, he, he looks very rangery. I can live with that. He does look rangery. He looks Aragorny, which does is... does look very Aragorny. Right? right? Wow. This guy looks very Aragorny, actually. <laughs> which means... You know, like with that beard, he looks kind of like Viggo Mortensen. Is essentially what that looks have like. Have we? But, have we? Yeah, okay. that's right. That's why I think he looks Aragorny. Um, have we cast Aragorn adult yet? We have not, no, right? We, we have not. We have not. Okay. Ooh, racy picture. I don't know. Okay. We probably don't want because he looks so much like Viggo. In you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we want to actually sure. have him as yeah. Aragorn. No, but but yeah, yeah. having him as Halbert is, is fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Absolutely. That, that works. That works. I like it. Um, and he, yeah, it's right. He's played Beowulf, as you say. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we got sixteen-year-old Aragorn today. Yeah, today. So, yeah. We did cast. We did cast ten-year-old uh, Aragorn before, and now we need to cast. We're going to cast sixteen-year-old Aragorn here in just a minute. Well, having him look like Aragorn can be an asset, but that's Peter Jackson's Aragorn, I, right? That's you it. know. So I'm not sure I want to necessarily model anybody after. I mean, not I'm not not this ain't Jackson. It's just I don't want to have that to be our measure. Yeah, sense? yeah, exactly. We can't. It's it's one of the it's one of the challenging things. I mean, of course, a lot of Peter Jackson's casting is really excellent, right? So I, of course you I, know. I, I I don't want to avoid it on principle just right, to because right. for the sake of being. Well, you know who would but... be awesome to cast. This is a joke. Awesome to cast as Aragorn. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. That would be funny. Everyone would be going through the Aragorn seasons with this sense of dread, right? You know, like, <laughs> this, this, this false sense of impending doom uh, over the <laughs> over the head of... of, uh, of That's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. They're like, I, I don't know why, but I just don't... I <laughs> exactly. like... I'm just, I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. 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 No, that'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Halberd needs to be, you know, we, we, we need somebody who can do, um, you know, he's, 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 he, he's living rough. He's got to be, uh, you know, not necessarily fretful, but he's, he's sort of burdened with concerns. He's like the sort of caretaker. He's, things are left in his charge. He needs to be a good leader, but of course, uh, uh, also, um, you know, his number one uh, uh, sort of feature needs to be his, like, loyalty and devotion to, to Aragorn and to, you know, the line of Elendil. So um, I think I can I think I can definitely live with this. Good job, people. That was that was an excellent suggestion. OK, Hamilcar, I am almost 
positive I know this guy. Surprisingly. Yes, this is the guy who was in Into the Badlands, who played, uh, yes, who, who was in Into the Badlands, which I have watched. Um, yeah, yeah, who played MK. That's who I thought that was. Yeah, uh, that's great. I like him. I think he'd be very good. Have either of you watched Into the Badlands? No. No, but I I want to. Is it good? It is good. I like it. It's very bloody. Um, uh, it's, well, that's fine. The violence is fairly extreme. <laughs> um, but, uh, but actually, the martial arts is pretty good, which I, which I, which I liked in it. Um, this is... Here he looks kind of like he's auditioning for like a reboot of Saved by the Bell, actually. But uh, oh, let's see, where, where are we? Uh, let's, where, That's not a theme from Into the Badlands. No, it's not. Just isn't. That is. Uh, that is. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, yeah. No, he uh, uh, he would be. Now that's pretty exciting. He would be good. He would be good. I like him. Yeah. Surly teenage antihero, Marielle, exactly. I think he can do surly. Uh, in fact, in, um, uh, in Into the Badlands, he, uh, 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 he does sulky uh, quite a bit, uh, which is not necessarily what I would want. But again, I think I, I feel confident he can do surly. Uh, I, I think it's probably w- within his range. So, yeah, that's a great nomination. Love that. Hey, look, somebody I recognize. See that? Look, I'm not totally helpless. Okay, now here we have Teenage Estelle. So you'll remember this down here. This is the dude that we cast, the kid that we cast as young Estelle, right? Uh, so we have to have him aging a bit here. And so we have a, we have a strong vote in favor of Quinn Lord, whom I don't know. So let's, let's look at him a little bit more. This okay. is so embarrassing. I feel really old. Thanks, voters. Thanks, nominators, for making me feel incredibly old. <laughs> hey, you know. Okay. And I do watch stuff. Now, I may recognize, like, you know, I've been watching The Magicians and stuff like that, so I don't actually know the names of the actors. I know their characters, so, you know, that could okay. be. All right, he's only 5'9", but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, he's old enough at 16. Actually, that's right. 5'9", at 16, that's... He's got room to grow, right? I mean, he could have a growth growth spurt after that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's okay for him. He doesn't have to be uh, really tall yet. Um, oh, she said Quinlord did not win. Marie says. Oh wait, Qu- Quinlord didn't win. It's That's Timothy Chalamet. She says. Oh, what's right? he's just the one on top. I'm sorry. My apologies. Oh. My apologies. Timothy. Oh, Chalamet. by quite a margin, almost fifty yeah. percent. Yeah, sorry, I was just looking up the wrong person because I just I I, I had the person on top. I wasn't look, looking carefully at the color well, coding. Okay. There all right. All right. Good. Thank you. Look all at right. his height. Look at his height. Here we go. <laughs> Check out the height. And he is, oh, five, he was almost six feet already. That's good. That's even better. That's even better. Height is good. And when you're playing a Numenorean descendant, that's good. This guy, uh, and this guy's like, he, he's, um, uh, his, his stock is on is is uh uh increasing rapidly so yeah if we oh, okay. we better we better get him we better get his contract signed soon yeah right we gotta snap him up he's he's because he was hot commodity uh, yeah well he was in uh that movie call me by your name um i think he was in yeah he was in ladybird so he was in like multiple 
Oscar nominated films this uh-huh. past year. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I see. But, but he would be but that's really exciting. He'd be awesome. He is he he was really good in uh um the things that I've seen him in like uh, Lady Bird. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and he's playing he's playing Henry V coming up soon. Really? In like yeah, a Shakespeare in, reboot? I, it's called The King. I don't know what ah, The King okay, is. Okay, so, so, so probably not then. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So historical costume drama. There we go, right? That's just what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, I know that's good. That's good. I think this guy this is this is great. And I think that the um um uh oh wait, Zach, no way. He's gonna be in Little Women? He's gonna play Laurie in Little Women, seriously? You've gotta be kidding me. Wow, okay. So I mean if he can oh that's right, there he is, Laurie Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And and anyway, the 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 connection. I mean, we just you look at the the relation to the child actor we already cast. That's uh, that works really really well. So, awesome, brilliant. Let's do this. Uh, let's get them under contract right away. Okay. So we've got dwarves coming up. Uh, this is just for recollection. Uh, Liv Schreiber. Uh, Liv Schreiber. We cast as Aule. Not that everybody has to look like him, but just to remember that this is the t- <laughs> this, this is what the dude. The template. Who, yeah, the sort of template for uh, uh, for the dwarves here in the background. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, cool. Marie says that uh, um, uh, what's his name? Timothy is also he's he's less uh, physically developed than Aramis Knight. Aramis Knight is ripped, right? And uh, 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 t- uh, what's his name? Timothy. Shalomet is 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 like more slight and shrimpy, so uh, the 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 rivalry would be kind of more pointed in that way. I actually like that. <clears throat> if Hamilcar really looks like a bruiser compared to uh, compared to Estelle and would look down on Estelle as a weenie, um, I think that that's a, a really good. Now it's angle. interesting that Hakan says we want to recast him. I'm assuming you're talking about Leif Schreiber as Durin, but why not have him also be Durin? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, that'd be great. You know, so it's like he obviously is like made in the, you know, form of his master. Right. I mean, he can be made up differently so he doesn't look identical. But yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Recast him. Yeah. Not so not replace. Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. No, I I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea to have uh, to really emphasize the, uh, you know, uh, Durin as like the prototype (laughs) of the dwarves. We could have Shriver play all seven of the fathers. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. That, that kind of creates a picture of Aule I'm not super comfortable with. You know, like the I shall make uh, seven mini me's, right? Uh, yeah. Well, then you can even understand why you know why Aluvatar would be even more irritated with him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like Peter Sellers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That would be really funny. Uh, Okay. All right. So we've got Telkar, the female dwarf weaponsmith. Um, Okay. So this is, and this time the name on top is the correct one here. Zoe Bell, whom I don't know. Not probably not, maybe not by name or on site, but when you look at her, her credits, you'll understand why. But she's probably been in a lot of stuff you've seen. Well, maybe not you, Corey, but... Right. Maybe me. 
Okay. Maybe yeah. you, Trish. So she does a lot of stunt doubling. Oh, bitch huh? slap! She was in bitch slap. Cast her. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that credit alone works for me. <laughs> okay. And she's and she stunt double. She stunt doubled Kate Blanchett, so that that's good. Oh, there she did go. for for uh, the Marvel movie, the Thor movie. Yeah, Ragnarok. Okay. Okay. Cool. So that, cool. That's good. That's cool. That's good. Uh, and... I guess the question that raises is, um, can she act? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Um, yes. Or maybe. How many how many lines does she have as Telcar? Maybe it doesn't matter. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I'm. So, I mean, this is obviously. I mean, on on the one hand, Telcar is a really important character, obviously, but also a relatively minor character, and that I don't think Telcar is going to be really kind of carrying very many scenes. Um, we do need Telcar to be somewhat sympathetic. I agree, Marie, that that's going to be important. Um. Yeah, I don't really know anything about her acting ability, as and as we can see, she's not done primarily acting. Um, uh, but uh, one thing's for sure: we know who's going to be doing Luthien stunts. <laughs> I don't know. Does she have the right build for it? I guess if she if she did, uh, you know, if she did Hela in uh, Ragnarok, she can probably handle it. Um, yeah, I think so. But we we have to get somebody good for Luthien stunts. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, we really need, uh, yeah, we really need a dancer. But um, anyway, okay, all right. Are you calling Luthien dancing stunts? Uh, well, <laughs> no, I mean just... when, she, when she wails on Sauron. Yes, but again, I get it's, uh, yeah. Uh, Again, as I said before, Luthien is like the highest stakes casting in all of season three, right? Uh, oh, no kidding. So we need somebody. Who, I mean, Luthien, yes, like she's going to be, you know, we're going to have Luthien in combat, right? We're going to have Luthien-oriented uh, fight scenes, I think. However, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, you know, like she has to be like the image of grace, like in her every movement, like that's just essential to Luthien's character. So when I talk about uh, making sure we have a, we have a dancer, that's what I mean. Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Good. Uh, so let's see who's next. Well, I, we can, and this, and she was uh, a, a, uh, ran away with this election. So we would need a really good reason not to do this. Okay. Oh, Brian blessed. I love Brian blessed. I have seen him in a bunch of things and he is the perfect dwarf. Absolutely. He's the perfect dwarf. Um, and, uh, Gamil Brog. Yeah. The, so we have him as the old dwarf there. Um, do you guys know this guy, Brian blessed? He's, he's, been in bunches of things um i suspect he's one of those people that i wouldn't say i know him but if i look at what he's done i'll probably be like oh yeah that guy yeah i'm already wondering who did he play in uh in phantom menace um 
I don't even remember him in The Phantom Menace. Uh, wow, there's very few pictures of him. Oh, he did the voice of Boss Nass, oh, the right, like, yeah, lead not, Gungan guy. Oh, God, don't very, remind me. That's not very <laughs> helpful. Um, no. Uh, wow, I can't believe there are only 27 pictures of him. He's been in so many things. IMDb is failing me. Um, I've seen him in a bunch of different uh, British things. In particular, there's uh, where I'm remembering him in armor. What am I remembering him in armor from? Um, it was a while, but it was a long time ago. I think I actually might have seen his King Lear, come to think of it. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he played Squire Western in the in time, the Tom Jones miniseries. I remember that. He was an awesome Squire Western. He was perfect for Squire Western. He's played the ghost of Hamlet's father. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think he's... They, they, He's perfect. I'm a big fan. And he's, he's, he's already got the beard. We don't even have to give him a fake beard, right? He's good. Um, and he's, uh, uh, and he's, he's, he's old. I mean, he's, he's what, 80? Um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is, this is perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, uh, oh, interesting. Stefan says that he's long thought that Brian Blessed would be the perfect Tom Bombadil. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's probably too old for Tom Bombadil now. Um, but I agree. Like Tom Bombadil, or like uh, Brian Blessed, maybe thirty years ago would have been a perfect. Uh, like if you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. 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 I'm picturing him uh, now, having reviewed the stuff. I'm picturing him in my mind now as uh, Squire Western. Um, but, um, yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I love this. I, I think Brian Blessed is a brilliant choice. Brilliant choice. Okay, cool. Norn. Ah, this is a, this is a, this is a crucial casting. And here we have a, a, a relatively tight uh, vote here. So, uh, let's see, Ericos Listis. All right, let's see, Ericos. is let's see okay uh hang on a second and he is uh, we don't even know I wouldn't even get his size huh okay we get almost no pictures well that's challenging alright I've got very little to go on here um uh, uh, Tony, you are absolutely right. Brian Blessed did play Farmer Giles in the BBC uh, uh, full cast audio recording, right? Yes, I never realized that before, but now that you mention it, I I, I can recognize that I know I know that recording very well, uh, and uh, and. Tony, thank you for saying that as like that voice sounded really familiar, but I had not placed it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this guy's totally unknown, but he looks perfect. My only hesitation is, you know, that since he's totally unknown, Norn is like the most important dwarf character in the whole season, 
right? Um, so we ha- would have to make sure that the guy that we cast is really able to is really able to pull it off, right? So you know, I, I I'd have a, a kind of a qualm about it um, in that I'm uh, you know I'm kind of buying a pig and a poke here, right? I, I have no idea. This guy might be a brilliant actor and would be fantastic as Norn, uh, but uh, I don't have much to uh, uh, to go by here. So, but you know, I'm uh, uh, willing to willing to go along with that. Um, let's look at the other guy, Tony Servillo. Okay. Oh, darn it. Okay. Hmm. Okay, he's almost six feet tall, which is survivable. Yeah, no, I think actually I do like the looks of the other guy better. I don't think I know this guy. I don't think I do. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let's um. Let's go to uh, um. Let's stick with uh, let's stick with the 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 Greek actor then with Erikos. I think that that uh, that looks like that would work. Again, I'd need to see an audition. You know, if I you know when we're actually casting for our Mega Millions production, but. Uh, uh, from an aesthetic standpoint, I think it looks perfect. All right, Azakal, the Lord of Belagost. Okay, so this. All right, Javier Bardem. I don't know him. Oh, he's in Skyfall. I saw that. Uh, the height on the dwarf characters, I'm just looking to make sure none of them are embarrassingly tall, because if we cast like a six foot nine dwarf, it's workable. But again, making life difficult for ourselves. Um, okay. Alright. Good, good. Oop, sorry. Um, cool. Cool. Sure. Sure. Yeah, with the for dwarf characters, you know, you want somebody kind of with sort of heavy features, right? Um, you know, they can't look too dainty or delicate, but this guy doesn't, right? So that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like his face. That works for me. And yes, Azakal does need to be one of our, one of our most heroic and uh, and likable uh, dwarves. Yeah, good, good. And th- this guy uh, Javier Bardem's done some really great stuff in the past. Um, like he did No Country for Old Men. Um, hey, and hey, you know he's already been in one big budget CGI thing. He's been in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> That's right there, you go. Right, good. Good. 
Yeah, I didn't see that one. But good. Good. Okay. I like it. I like it. Let's stick with that. Okay, Lauren, the Lord of Nograd. Uh, he is going to be... Uh, he's the much more uh, uh, sort of dubious uh, dwarf character. Not the heroic and likable figure that Azakal is going to be. And we have a tie here. Uh, Brendan. Okay, Brendan Gleeson. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I like that. He looks, in this picture here, he looks really good with the reddish beard. And yeah, and I like that. I like the fact that his, 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 his coloring is a little different um, from the, 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 the darker you know, sort of like face and eyebrows and beard uh, that Azaka would have. Yeah, he was the guy who played Mad-Eye Moody. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Hakan says that he has a little bit of Theoden. Um, yeah, I could, I could see him. I could see him as a Theoden, too. But I, I think he does have a good dwarf face. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. No, and he looks really good bearded, and, and again, he's got the sort of reddish. I like it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's stick with Brendan Gleeson, then. Mad-Eye Moody for Lord of Nograd. That, uh, that works for me. Cool. Cool. All right. On to elves. Now, we've pushed the elves back because we have a lot of elves, but, uh, Luthien. It's time for the Luthien decision. And we have an overwhelming vote. So uh, this is another one where Maria has given us reminders here of her parents. Right? This is Thingol and Melian as we cast them uh, uh, back in previous seasons. Okay. Jessica Brown Finley, huh? Dave, do you have an opinion on this one? Not, not, not yet. I'm, I'm still contemplating. Okay. Um. I'm looking to see if she's done anything I know. Oh, she was in Downton. Oh, she played Sybil in Downton Abbey. Okay, okay, all right. I know who we're talking about now. So, who are our other options? Let's see. I mean, she's good, but boy, I just don't know. You know, like. Daisy, I'm I'm definitely nothing against Daisy Ridley. She's wonderful in Star Wars, but now I don't think she's I don't think she's the right choice. Yeah. What What do you think? No, I don't think I love Daisy, uh, Daisy Ridley for this role. Um, yeah, Isley. I don't know who this person is. See, the thing is, is, I don't know, I, I, here's the, like, the serious challenge, right? Luthien is an ideal 
right? Um, I kind of mm-hmm. feel like with the casting of, of, of yeah. Luthien, casting any, any human. No, you know, no choice we could possibly make no, will be satisfactory. No, it's not possible. It really isn't. So on the other hand, I'm not not really sure what the workaround there is. There's always the you know like you might think one option would be just kind of cast somebody and then do CGI, but no, like I'm sure that would turn out even worse. Yeah, yeah. Um... <sighs> okay, uh, let's see. Um, hang on, let's look the runner up for a second because that is an interesting. It is an interesting angle, though I'm not sure whether it's an argument for or against Lily Collins. Um, yeah, who is the is Lily? Is it Lily Collins or Daisy Ridley that's in second? Uh, they're both I, they're both gray. I can't tell. It's it's uh, Lily Collins, <clears throat> but the the reason that this is particularly interesting is that she's cast as Edith Brett in the upcoming Tolkien bi- uh, uh, biopic. Uh, so she's oh okay. She's actually cast as Tolkien's wife, who is of course the model for Luthien. Um, so you know that's uh, <clears throat> definitely which is which is which is an intriguing connection. But on the other hand, I'm not sure that's a I'm not sure that's a com- I'm not sure that's a, uh, a a compelling reason to cast her as our Luthien because. Uh, I don't know that we should. I don't know that we can necessarily trust. Yeah, like when they were casting the the the, the Tolkien biopic, the, the people who cast her as Edith Bratt were they're like, okay, well we have to make we have to be careful here because we're basically casting Luthien. Casting Luthien. I don't think yeah, we can trust exactly. Them. Yeah. Exactly. I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't trust them either. Nor am I necessarily. Sh- I mean, it's of course entirely possible that Tolkien fans are going to emerge from the Tolkien biopic as as. Uh, uh, you know, with great aversion. Um, true, true. For all we know, she, so, have, she has. She at least has musical pedigree, right? Right. That's she something. She is uh, the daughter of Phil Collins, so that helps. Can she dance? Can she dance? Yes, exactly. Now we can always do. We can always have, I suppose, a, uh, you know, a stunt double for the dancing, but. Um, I mean, I I don't dislike her look for Luthien. I mean, you know, she's got the coloring to to pull it off, and um, you know, she has this sort of really cute, uh, you know, f- face which I like. Uh, but um, you know, she looks she looks sort of you know cute and youthful. Luthien is going to you know we're 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 you know Luthien should look. Not juvenile, but 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 youthful. Uh, okay, uh, Findlay Hawkins says is a skilled ballet dancer. So there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jessica Brown Findlay does ballet. Oh, okay, and she was the uh, the overwhelming vote getter. Yeah, I think it's probably uh Dave, I was having exactly the same reservations you are. I don't know, especially before the Tolkien film comes out. I don't know that we want to establish that connection. We might regret it later on if we do. Um so uh so yeah, 
I think that's that's fine. Let's go with uh, let's go with Jessica Brown Finley. At again, it's or it's we not, can it's, it's we not going to be perfect. Nah, we've got to do it sooner or later. And like I said, like is there is somebody else going to come along that we're like, no, she's exactly Luthien no. in every way. Like it's not going to happen. No, nope. right? not going to happen. Um, uh, it's just yeah. When casting somebody who is declared to be, you know, the most beautiful woman of all time, what can you do, right? I mean, it's it's uh, difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, I guess the trick the trick will have to be the trick will have to be if that person can really embody the character, then right. I think we'll 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 accept them. Right. Okay. Well, the dancing puts it over the top for me, and again, she's the overwhelming vote getter, so I'd have to have a good reason to go against uh, uh, to go against the electorate here. Um, so I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. The, the Lily Collins connection is intriguing, uh, um, and I think she may make a very interesting Edith Bratt. Um, but let me stop talking about that film because I am so dreading it. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay, Diaron. Uh, uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of relieved and excited to have cast Luthien and and yes. you know like yes. Jessica Finley Jessica Brown Finley was was excellent in everything she's been in so far yeah. so I yeah she's a good yeah it's good it's good I I think we'll be I think we'll be good there all right okay we've got a close one here George Blagden whom I don't have any well I mean not that close it's April. Right. Hard, you know. It's not All right. He was in Les Miserables, which I didn't see. He was in Vikings, which is very close to the top of my list. Um. Oh, Vikings and Wrath of the Titans. All right. He's uh, comfortable in fantasy films. Anything else? Well, I assume that means he's really comfortable with green screens. There you go. That's right. Right. <laughs> he's done a lot of motion capture. That should be good. Um. How tall is he? Five nine. That's okay. I can live with that for Dyron. Dyron doesn't need to be tall. Oh, he's also played Louis the Fourteenth. Mm. Okay. All right. Yep, I can see it. I can see it. I can see that. I can see that working. Let's see. Let's look. Uh... Yeah, I, he also has an. I, I, he's got a good, uh, youthful face, compelling eyes. Sure, sure, I can live with this. Can he sing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, but, yeah, yeah, tricky. Oh, is this him as Louis the Fourth? Yeah. Well, Louis XIV, yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Sure. He he sang in Les Mis, right? There we go. Great singing voice. Excellent. Good. Well, excellent. There we are. Sure. Good choice. Let's stick with that. I'm a fan. Denethor. Okay, Denethor the short-lived. So this is Lenway over here, right, that we cast back in season two. So he asked, he's the, he's the son of, of, of Lenway and we have a three-way tie. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, I have no idea on what premise I'm going to choose this. So let me pause for a second before we even look here. 
what are we going for in the character of Denethor? Denethor is only actually in a couple episodes because he dies fairly soon. So um, Denethor needs to be stern, right? Um, He is a close friend of the Ents and he um, is going to be a good and of course as we will as as events will prove self-sacrificial leader of the green elves um he he's he needs to be f- sort of f- fairly uncompromising i mean as we will recall one of the uh, sort of tricky dynamics of the Beleriand plot in season 3 is Thingol kind of caught in the middle, the Grey Elves kind of caught in the middle between the Dwarves and the Green Elves as like two sort of very incompatible and uh, sort of loath to compromise uh, uh, sides of things. So um, uh, You know that's definitely one of the one of the things we want. Okay, let's see. Uh, uh, Tony Mead has a strong vote against Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay, let's see. Why don't you like uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Tony? Give me your negative reasons against him. I'm fine with if we can eliminate people. I'm fine with eliminating people, um, but okay. That's an interesting shot. Okay. All right. Tony doesn't like his performance, thinks he's kind of wooden. All right. Yeah, how can I agree? He has to be instantly likable. That's a really important thing. We 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 do we do need to be the death of Denethor has to be we want that to be received by our viewers as the sort of the 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 loss of of great potential, right? Somebody who's barely established himself in the story, but somebody who, you know, might have been, you know, a real force for good and whose loss leaves the green elves in a kind of, you know, marginalized limbo, right. For a lot of the rest of the first age. So, um, that's kind of the, the effect that I think we want to have Denethor's death, uh, 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 having, um, let's see. Lincoln really likes Tom Meisen. Uh, liked him in, in, in sleepy hollow. Let's see. Um, of course, the the really tricky thing here is, of course, just as Lincoln was just suggesting, uh, casting somebody that you re- really, really like in this role is also tricky because if you really, really like him, you might want to save him for a larger role because Denethor dies real fast. Um, so, you know, we want somebody who would be good in this role, but, you know, not too good <laughs> in a sense. Uh, he's six foot one. Again, I think that's workable. If he were, you know, casting like a five seven actor in this role would be hard. Um, he played Ichabod Crane in Sleepy Hollow. Oh, okay. I, I remember seeing TV commercials for that at least. So, uh, okay. 
Trish, you watched Sleepy Hollow, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Am I on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played in... This guy played... Ichabod Crane he played? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I... I, I, uh... Yeah, I actually really liked... Oh, he's the one... I remember when I was watching it, I said he was speaking Middle English, and I think you were kind of sneering at me when I told you that. <laughs> yeah. I like his face. I mean, I think that could definitely work. Um, yeah. Accent aside, uh, he was... he for the, for the part of one season that I watched that show, he was good in it. Okay. Let's see. And now uh, Maria is apologetic because she accidentally left Wade Briggs off the pole, so he didn't get a fair shot. Um, let's see. I don't know anything about this guy. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure Wade Briggs is really kicking himself now. I know, right? He's like he's, he's probably already fired his agent. Yeah. Yeah. He, off the sim- he didn't sim- get a film ballot. It's yeah. He didn't get a fair shot at uh, um of and at a role in our fictitious production. Yeah, didn't get a chance. And God to knows be- there won't. God knows there won't be any others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like this guy. Maybe we save the Ichabod Crane guy for a bigger role later on. Sure. That's not a bad idea, Still actually. Still plenty of elf roles to go around. Oh my gosh. Well, and uh, you know, he's kind of Numenorish looking. Yeah, too, he could definitely so. be a Numenorian role as well. Okay. Ooh. Baron. <laughs> Tony says. Actually. Hmm. Yeah, Baron's another not one. Bad, not a bad idea. Baron's another high stakes casting. Yeah, but at least it at least it doesn't seem quite as constrained as Luthien. Yeah, yeah, no. He no, needs to look really good when he's all mussed up from exactly. walking in the forest. Right. For he doesn't have to be. He 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 doesn't have any kind of like you know like sort of uh, aesthetic superlative applied to him that right. we right. feel obligated right. to try and satisfy. In fact, probably right. the opposite. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, this guy's like you know sort of clean cut and youthful, and you know you could see him being you know like enthusiastic and go getting and and you know sacrificing himself, you know despite his youth for his you know for his people, and everybody being sad. Yeah, I like it. Let's stick with this. Yeah. Um, Karita Alexander puts in a vote for a less pretty Baron. I agree, Karita. I don't want Baron to be pretty at all. I want Baron to be rugged, and uh, like it needs to be. A, it needs to look like a mismatch, right? I mean, we need to. Con- oh, I can see that guy being that way. I mean, uh, yeah. rugged. I mean, I'm thinking almost emaciated, sort of ish, ish. You know, from being like living on berries. Right. Well, certainly at the beginning, right? He should not be yeah, in yeah, very right. good shape. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but not. Not real rugged, Hollywood rugged. Well, Hollywood rugged, yeah, sure, sure. But, <laughs> but, but again, like I, I get carried away. The the important thing with Baron and Luthien, I think, is that we should not look at the two of them together 
if your reaction is, oh, those two are such a good match, they're destined for each other, it's wrong. The right, casting right. is wrong no. if that's your reaction. Because Dyron should be, right? Yes. Dyron, exactly. Dyron and the, yeah. like, they should look, they should look like the perfect little set of bookends together, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Salt and pepper shakers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Dyron and Luthien should be two peas in a pod, and Baron should be the, like, interloper and. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. So I, I said, let's go with Matt Cohen. I like it. We'll, we'll stick with Matt Cohen. I like the Ichabod, the Ichabod Crane guy, Tom Meisen, but let's let's hold him for uh, another role later on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cyrus, the guy who is eventually going to plummet naked down a ravine and die of a broken neck, uh, uh, or possibly get his skull smashed in uh, and his face destroyed by a drinking vessel from uh, Turin Turambar. So lots of uh, this guy needs to be weaselly. Uh, he needs to be a fop, but also he needs to be able to hold his own so that he doesn't just look like an idiot the whole time. Right. But he's so. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is uh, the, the, these are the these are the demands here. And the the we have a we have a dominant winner, Rob James Collier. Rob James? Who goes by Rob hyphen James? That's weird. Robert? No. Okay, it's not. It's not hyphenated that way. It's hyphenated the other way. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is guy. Oh, yes. From Downton Abbey. The squirrely guy in Downton Abbey. Yeah. No, I'm sold. Totally sold. Yeah, yeah, Thomas Barrow in Downton Abbey. I remember him immediately. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. Perfect. Loving it. Love the casting. Absolutely. Can't, can't, can't do better. Can't do better. That's it. That's it. An excellent Cyrus. Um, in fact, I, uh, seeing somebody throw a heavy goblet and smash his face with it will fulfill like a fantasy I often had while watching Downton Multiple Abbey. Actually, audiences, so. Right. It'll take care of the Downton Abbey audiences as well as the yeah. social audiences. Yeah. So that's great. A yeah. twofer. Yeah, it's interesting how we we all we do seem to run in themes. Like we had, we like the 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 Valar are very Firefly heavy, right? Uh, whereas like the 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 uh, the 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 Grey Elves and Green Elves are very Downton Abbey heavy now, you know. So that's uh, by the way, did we cast Nate Fillion for anything? I don't think we have cast Nate Fillion think yet. Did. I think we talked about it, Tom but Bombadil. we were saving him, right? We we, we were saving him <laughs> for uh, Tom Bombadil with his yellow boots. Oh yeah, you're Tom right. Tom Bombadil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I think we're right. And Marie, you're right. Uh, uh, season two was very oh, Vikings Hurin, heavy. Hurin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had half the cast Hurin. of Vikings. I think Hawkeye says Hurin was somebody we talked about. Oh, we we Nate talked about Fillion. casting Nathan Fillion as as Hurin. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I. I I guess I could see. Him I still think Tom Bombadil. I mean, he's having so much fun with all these kind of off fun little roles. You know, I could totally yeah. see him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get to the fathers of the hobbits. We'll cast him. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> Full roar took. There you Full go. Roar took. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but no, this is that. That's that. That's brilliant casting. Cyrus is great. Okay. Yeah, uh, Galdor, not a major character at all. Um, but of course, he's going to have longevity, right? This guy is going to make it to the Council of Elrond. Uh, so, hey, the pointing elf was not also a very big. <laughs> well, there you go, right? Neither was Figwit, right? Figwit was not a big one, but True. well True. remembered. So, okay. 
So let's see, what do we have? So yes, as as uh, Marie points out, this guy is a minor character, but one of the very few people cast in this entire show who is going to survive the first age. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. In fact, true. the only one so far, isn't he? I don't think we've cast anyone who makes it into the third age yet. So uh, so there's that. Um, have we, ca- we haven't cast Kyrdan yet? We haven't, I thought we... Didn't no, we cast Kyrdan in season two. Yeah. Yeah, we cast Kyrdan in season two. And of course... Um, well, Tillian. Um, I suppose Tillian is going to make it into season three, right? Uh, and maybe Galadriel's we... husband. What's Galadriel's husband name? Caliborn. Caliborn. Right. Yeah. 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 No. We uh, we did cast him in season two, also. Uh, but yeah, I guess Tillian. We could give him a. We you know the the actor who plays Tillian. We could give uh, a, a a cameo. You know, during Frodo's song, uh, or something. You know, in the Prancing Pony. Um, but um... <laughs> oh, true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, okay. So let's see. So uh, all right. I've got to break a tie for a super minor character between two actors I've never heard of. So let's see. I'm shocked that I've actually heard of Eddie Redmayne. I'm pleased with myself. Wait, George McKay with an A or with a Yes, with an A. Okay. George McKay. Okay. Let's see. What has he been in? Anything I know... No, let's see. He was in a Neil Gaiman series. All right. Um, all right. Don't know anything he's been in. Not that that's a shock. Um, height is unremarkable, so that's fine. He's slightly goofy looking in a kind of appealing way. Um, I don't mean that as an insult, but there's. Again, this is not a super important elvish character, obviously. Hmm. We are casting a sailor. Agreed. Agreed. Um. Okay, let's see. We've got oh, Tom Payne. Let me look at the other one here. Okay. Ooh, he's short. Five seven. That could be awkward. Get out the box. Yeah. Bring in the box. Bring- Get this dude in some platform shoes. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, his pictures in The Walking Dead aren't necessarily going to be very elvish. Uh... <laughs> hmm. I kind of like his facial structure for the Philothrim. It kind of yeah. works for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sold. Let's go with Tom Payne. Let's go with Tom Payne. George McKay, we could come back to another time. No serious objections. But I like I liked 
I like Tom Payne as a as a uh, and for 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 the elvish face. Okay, Fanorians. So we are rec- as usual. We're recollecting recollecting parentage here. Uh, everyone, of course, will remember we cast Richard Armitage as Feanor. We cast Richard Armitage as the character we're going to kill off in the middle of season three. So that sounds good. Mythros. Okay, this is a big deal. Keanu Reeves. No, no, seriously, seriously, Keanu Reeves as Mythros. Okay, I'm going to stop picturing that now. Uh, I can't even. Yeah, no. I think I'd have to veto that if he did win, but he didn't. Uh, so let's see. Also, if we cast him as Mythros, then I feel like we have to retroactively cast Nicolas Cage as Fanor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. I don't know this guy at all. Also going to be playing in Call Me by Your in the sequel for of Call Me by Your Name. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Can we imagine him stapled to a cliffside? I'm trying to find a picture. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, yeah, no, Maria, I'm, I'm, I'm serious too. I would totally veto. I would have vetoed. I, I would have vetoed Keanu Reeves as Mythros, <laughs> and I wouldn't even have asked. I wouldn't even have needed to ask you about that. Okay. Um, of course, the real question that we have to ask here is: How's he going to look with red hair? Let's look at the runner-up. Who's the runner-up? Henry Cavill? Oh, right. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Okay, I thought I recognized that name. Uh, The guy who I know... If we want someone who looks particularly heroic and who is now ensconced in the minds of the uh, movie-going public as heroic, but in a kind of dark, gloomy movie way, he would be perfect. Right. So you're you're saying you think this casting is a little too is a little too on the nose, a little too a little too uh, heavily typecast, Dave? Eh, I don't think we should. I don't think we should worry about things like that. Me neither. Particularly, I think we should. I think we should. I think we should cast the person for the role that we think would be good, best, or at least you know best as, or at least good as that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I I am, but I, and and like to be perfectly honest with you, I am not a huge fan of any of the recent DC superhero films featuring mm-hmm. Superman. But Henry Cavill has is is good. He is yeah. good. Yeah, so. I do like him. I actually uh, I, I I haven't even I I did see the first 
of his Superman films. I haven't seen the others, um, mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> I actually knew him from uh, the Tudors. Ah, yes. Uh, he played Brandon uh, in the Tudors uh, and was good. I, I, I liked him in that. Um, like all of these pictures are Superman related pictures. Of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, can we see him in the background of this shot of the Tudors? Yeah, there he is. That's uh, not a great shot here, but... Um, it was relatively close. Let me go back to the other dude. Um... I mean, it's really a toss-up. Henry Cavill or Keanu Reeves? <laughs> um, oh, hang on a second. I was, I've, I've been instructed <laughs> to look at Army Hammer's uh, height here, I, which I did neglect to do. Six, five. Oh. That's attractive. Yeah. 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 He's also really good. He, he would be good, too. Okay. I like his... He has a... I mean, of course, he, you know, he's pictured here wearing a tux so of course he looks clean but um uh yeah i say we go with army hammer here i don't think we need to because uh, that the superman association is i'm not sure the thing we necessarily want yeah. from either of us or we did we have to be careful with it but but also there's part of me that kind of wants to save Henry Cavill for uh, for one of the men, mm-hmm. like maybe a tour. Right. Yeah, I mean he could play. Um, yes, Tony yeah. saying tour and also he's he's very yeah. I mean, I was, uh, sorry, you 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 were thinking of a tour and possibly. Yeah, yeah. Tony Mead was just suggesting the same thing that. Uh, that 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 he would like Cavill for Turin. Yeah, I mean, Turin has to be hot. I mean, that's again like Turin is the it, it, Baron doesn't have to be pretty, but Turin has to be pretty, right? I mean, Turin has to be yeah. uh, 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 very pretty, and uh, Cavill does fit the model of being able to be, you know, sort of like ripped and muscular and studly and also pretty. Right. So, what was the the character he played on the Tudors? Um, what was that character like? Uh, he was he was a, he was like the 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 old friend of Henry VIII, who was one of his like his okay. most loyal supporters. He was like a duke and uh, a noble. He he, he was also like a knight and warrior the, too. But do you think he could do the psychological complexity of Turin? Well, I mean, Turin would, will be a challenging role for anybody. Frankly, uh, I mean, Turin is a, is yeah. uh, is going to be. I'm not sure there's a single role I can think of uh, f- uh, which is going to require a broader range and be a bigger challenge. Like, mm-hmm. depict Turin, do justice to all the the like really bad choices that he makes, but don't like let people hate him. You know, um, right. Try to try. You know, I would. I would. You know, what I would tell the actor is, you know, you need somebody who is 
you know, making tragic decision after tragic decision, but you want to keep us rooting for him all the way through, even though we Mm -hmm. see, you know, he's like a train wreck everywhere he goes. And yet we really, really want, you know, we are hoping that he's finally escaped his fate, that he's, 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 he's finally going to turn it around and things are going to be better now. I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about that, but you know, the other danger as you, the way you just described that, it sounds like a comedy, right? (laughs) it'd be like a spin-off we'll do like a spin-off sitcom version of tour in tour and bar yeah that'll be good um by the way mariel reminded me i forgot that army hammer also played in man from uncle did you did we look at any of those photos or uh no no No, but i was thinking he has done i think he's done a lot of um i i have confidence in him Okay. And and I'm inclined to say yeah, I do Henry too. Cavill for the future. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, uh, Cavill is definitely an interesting candidate for for Turin. Okay, yeah. Let's just let's stick with Army Hammer here. Uh, I think that I think that's good. Plus, he's six five. That's also that's also very uh, very useful. Okay, all right. Let's keep going here. Maglor, the mightiest singer in all of Arda, and here again we have a very close. Vote here. Oliver Thompson. Is I can't see the list. Is Ed Sheeran on it? Let's see. Uh, no. No. Come on, oh. people. He's already he's been in Game <laughs> of Thrones already. <laughs> well, there's a reason not to have him then. <laughs> okay. That's true. That was that was not well received. But in our case, we'd actually be casting him as a real character who's supposed to be a minstrel, so it would make sense. Right. Okay, Just so this saying. is a this is a this is a, a new unknown guy uh, who has been cast in musicals, so he's a singer. Um, so that's good. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so we just basically have to kind of go by looks and then trust that he can uh, that he can act and sing. Um, sure. Sure. Did we not do, did we not, did anyone nominate John Barrowman? No, nobody nominated John Barrowman. There's this whole, um, there's this whole wealth of, of, um, of musical theater trained actors, uh, who've, who've learned to play action hero type characters on CW superhero shows Okay, that I feel like we should have capped into. Right. Right. Uh, wait, what was the name? Oscar Isaac was the runner up. Oh, come on. No people. Yeah. No, 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 that won't do it all. No, no. <laughs> come on people. Says Dave. <laughs> yeah. No, I, let's stick with Oliver Thompson. I, I I like that. Magor, we we can afford to take a risk on Magor, right? I mean, on the one hand, he's going to be an important character, uh, and you know, is one of the ones who's going to be uh, going to be tying the entire first age story together. Um, so he's important, um, but um, uh, but I don't feel like there's a whole lot riding on this. I think uh, uh, if he's got a great singing voice, I'm sold. Uh, you know, he's got a good look. He's got a good singing voice. That's uh, that's fantastic. Okay, Caligorum. All right, we have a close one here. Sam Claflin is the leader. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, well, he's in the original Pirates of the Caribbean? He must have played a child. Hmm. <laughs> in the original Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Well, he's been cast in a bunch of things. He's been cast as Merlin. He's coming. He's he's going to be Merlin in an upcoming film that's not yet released. Huh. Okay. Um. What is the insistence on continuing to make King Arthur um, adaptations where Merlin is like a young, attractive teenager? I don't know. I, I, it seems to me. Dem- Dem- it, audience demographic. I'll bet you. Right, but like, I guess, does 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 um, does it have to be like? Do, why does Merlin have to be hot? I mean, it seems like a deliberately contrary to type thing, which has like, yeah, yeah. Well, and then it's like there was that Merlin TV series where they did this, and yes. and that was fun and and it was great, but it's and, and it was kind of interesting because it was different. But then when they start just remaking that over and over again, then it gets really irksome yeah yeah Yeah. well he's uh okay he's just under six feet he's not that tall but that's okay i think uh okay i mean you know like can he be a jerk you know i i uh, keligorm is i think possibly my least favorite uh, fanorian so uh you know Sure. Sure. I'm fine with this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dave, on the subject of Merlin, Marielle says, you know, in Arthur films, you've got a, a, a castle literally full of the most valiant, noble, hot knights ever. The weird wizard can be old. He doesn't have to be young and attractive. I agree. I agree. Uh, okay. Sam Coughlin. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't have a lot at stake on Kellerborn. Kurafin now. Kurafin has to look wily. I got Ben Barnes is the, uh, is the leading vote getter here. Oh, the guy who played Prince Caspian. Okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that totally looks like Kurafin right there. Wily, clever, skilled, you know, a good a good talker. Sure. He also played Dorian Gray, right? Right. Um, yeah, I agree, Marie. He does look a lot like Richard Armitage. I think if you have him next to Richard Armitage, you know, believing that they're father and son, I think would be pretty easy. Uh, you know, given that, you know, we have Kurufin as kind of uh, Feanor's, like, you know, his sort of 
not actual air, but you know, like spiritual air. I think that that, that that's good. That works. That works. I like that. Um, okay. Of course he played Billy Russo in the, in the Netflix series. I, uh, the, the Punisher, uh, I, I, I thought I recognized him and wasn't placing it, but yeah, no, that's, oh. yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, um, you just got a whole bunch of extra points in my book. Yeah. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, when I was looking at yeah this, this picture, the, the base picture, I was like, wait, uh, that, that's what I was looking at. And I'm like, wait a second. I know him from something. I've actually seen him in something, but then I thought it was just Prince Caspian. I was remembering. Right. Wow. That's, so I don't know people's names and I don't watch very many movies, but one thing I'm pretty good at is recognizing faces. Like if I do see something and I've seen an actor in something before, I can usually place it. I watched the entire Punisher series without once even getting a glimmer that that uh, uh, Billy Russo was Prince Caspian. Uh, that's, that's very unusual. So anyway, cool. I like that. That's good. Um, okay. Karanthir. And he had a he had an excellent range in uh, Punisher too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I thought. You know, I, thought he, I guess if you're if you're a comic book fan, you knew from the name of the character right away who he was going to be. But like, just you know, within the context of the show, he seems like he's legitimately like you know, all star yeah. good guy. You know, best buddy, and then he has a really like a really good villainous turn toward the spoilers for Punisher. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. he has a really good villainous <laughs> turn at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Um, okay, Harry Lloyd, this is for, sorry, I'm forgetting. It's all right, current there. Almost forgetting which one we were casting here. Um, he's uh, okay. Uh, he is in Game of Thrones. Oh, he plays he plays uh, he plays Viserys in Game in Game of Thrones. Okay, okay. Right, I thought I recognized him because I've actually seen this season of Game of Thrones. Uh, I did watch season one. It's all I've seen so far. Um, my one objection, how tall is he? Six feet. Okay, fine. He's a little, he's a little slight. I would want, um, uh, I would want him to be, um, I would want Caranthir to be a little bit more physically intimidating. He was in Doctor Who? What did he play in Doctor Who? I don't remember him in Doctor Who. Oh, he played Will Scarlet in the in the Robin Hood show. Okay. Okay. Um Yeah, I don't like a I don't like a scrawny Caranthier. So Marie was saying Bill Skarsgård and Aneurysm Barnard. Aneurysm Barnard are tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I don't have anything against this guy in general. Uh but uh Ooh. He's interesting. He's the guy who played the clown in it. Yeah, he's actually... I recognize the name. This is a case where I I recognize the name and I can't place what he's been in. But I know I always 
had good associations with him. And again, the right name for a Tolkien story. Right. I want to see his physique. Yeah, he's pretty skinny too. I mean, he could bulk up. It's not that Caranthier has to be, you know, played by somebody who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but Caranthier is the hothead, right? I, I mean, and, and I, if he's, to me, like somebody who is willing to like speak up and be brash and aggressive and everything, it ha- it makes a big difference what that person, like so somebody who's like a, a scrawny, skinny guy who speaks up and is brash and aggressive like that has a totally different um, uh, effect for me than somebody. And, and Caranthier, it sounds to me like somebody who would get into bar fights a lot is, is of course, sort of what I'm... Uh, yeah. Marielle says, I, I, I want him to be able to take the punches he instigates. Yes, exactly. I... I, I I want, uh, I want Caranthier to be like the guy who is always like yelling at people in bars and and actually like uh, hoping to get in a fight. Not that he needs to look like a look rough necessarily, but he should look like a fighter. I want him to look like a fighter. Um, I don't want um, I don't want anyone scrawny. Oh, they're all scrawny. 100% scrawniness among our nominees here. Yeah, no, I can't combine this guy at all. See, like, my problem is you... I want somebody who, like, when he starts talking smack, you don't feel like just slapping him and telling him to shut up, right? I mean, if that's the impact then you know he's not going to have the right the right effect as uh uh yeah yeah marie says we can veto them all and recast him later yeah i think so i i want i'm thinking with the exception of mythros um you know, Mithros needs to be needs to be a fighter, right? Mithros needs to be sort of the leader and the battle leader of the uh, of the Feanorians. I want Carinthir to be at least as big as Mithros, possibly bigger, uh, like physically larger, broader, and burlier. Um, I would be totally okay with having Carinthir being the physically biggest, not necessarily tallest, but the physically most imposing one of the Feanorians. That, that this is this All right. is how I'm Henry Cavill's time has come. Henry Cavill's time has come. Henry Cavill <laughs> for Carinthier. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, let's see. Uh, Marielle suggests there's a finalist for Kurufin. Uh, Brandley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I don't know who Bradley Cooper is. Oh, you don't? Oh. I don't think so. Do I? Silver, oh, Guardians Silver of the Galaxy. Playbook. Okay, no, he just Guardian. played Rocket. That yeah. doesn't well, no, you don't know him from Guardians of the Galaxy because he plays the Galaxy. raccoon. Yeah, he plays the raccoon. Well, I mean, yeah. he's in it, but he's the raccoon. But yeah. he's from what What was it? Um, oh, God. I can't remember now all the... Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. A lot of rock. Silver oh, Linings Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, nothing I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
No, I'm gonna have to just. <laughs> We're not helping. I think I'm just gonna have to veto the lot. Yeah. So let's let's let's. I want a bruiser Caranthier. That's what I want. That's what I want. You want somebody that's more buff, right? Beefy. Yeah, more buff. Wayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah, let's cast the rock need, as uh, Caranthier. We do need, we need him. We haven't cast the, him yet, right? We have not cast Wayne Johnson yet, right? Wait, have we or have we not? Oh, was he Tokus? He was Tokus, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. I, cast him as I was watching yeah. him on Stephen Colbert the other night, and he just laughs and laughs. Perfect Tolkis. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Um, we we just need to go through the um, the casts of the various Marvel superhero films and find somebody. <laughs> yeah, that'd be easy. Well, what, be who, easy. Played, uh, who played who uh, played the Thanos? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. We want that yeah, much of But uh, yeah, okay, again, he doesn't have to look like a weightlifter. Like I don't want like I'm, it's it's, it's I'm. I, it's it's not like I'm going for Hans and Franz here, right? What I want is, uh, <laughs> is is it's just somebody who looks like he can back up, like he 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 yeah. somebody who looks like he can back up his talk, right? Um, the the kind of the the loose cannon in council, but like you had you you can't just ignore him. And, like, if he's a little right. shrimp who talks big, he's just going to look like a twit, right? I don't want him to right. look like a twit. I want him to be a threat, you know, like people are like, this is the guy who really might do anything. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Amrod and Amros. Okay. Um, so we have, uh, uh, cause of course we're actually casting twins here. Uh, okay. Harry and Luke Treadaway. Surprised they didn't and not, uh, nominate the guys that are on those housing shows. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay. All right. I don't think I know this guy. Oh, Penny Dreadful. I did see Penny Dreadful. A few episodes of Penny Dreadful. Uh... Okay. Looking a little cadaverous in that picture, but okay, right? Probably appropriate for the appropriate for the role, yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. Looks sure. a little bit more healthy. Sure. That's great. I like them. Um, Brianna. Asks I assume me, they're not identical. Right? Sorry, Brianna has a Caranthier follow-up question. She says, "If uh, if Caran if Caranthier played a sport, what sport would I imagine he played?" Rugby, that's the sport I would imagine he played. He doesn't have to be like an like a defensive lineman in in American football or something, but uh, rugby, that's what I would say. Um, yes, and Marie, I do appreciate uh, the electorate's <laughs> restraint in not nominating the Weasley twins uh, for Emrod and Emros. Um Yes, no, I think these guys are great. Yeah. I say these guys. I'm looking at one guy well, and assuming his twin is fine too. Egg, but... it? Huh? it would be a great egg to have the actors who were the Weasley twins be in here without any, men- you know, like folks would have to like understand the connection. But right, yeah, and like of course we kill off one of the Weasley twins right away, and then like we leave one. Oh, I mean, true. Yeah, it would, would be, be like the end of Harry Potter and what happens next. Right? <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh, 
Yeah, no, let's just uh, let's just avoid that entirely. So yeah, okay, cool. The Treadaway Twins. That 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 works for me. Um, okay, cool. Kellabrimbor. So of course we have to think about this in connection with our uh, uh, with our uh, uh, Kurafin, right? Of course, right? Yes, we had. Uh, Billy Russo as Kurafin. So thinking of uh, Kella Brimbor here, we have, wow, we have a lot of candidates here. Uh, Ezra Miller, is that the winner there? We have so many colors, I'm wanting to make sure I'm getting the shade right. Okay. Ezra Miller. He is the Flash in the oh, he's the Flash? DC movie universe. In the, the DC movie. movie universe. Not the TV show. Not the TV show, the movies. Okay. okay. And and then he was also in the new the the new Harry Potter films. Oh right, right. Okay. He played the uh, the kid with the weird power in the the Fantastic Beasts. Ah. Okay. Okay. All right. He, he's pretty good. I don't I don't particularly like his Flash character, but not because of him, because of the way it's written. Right. Okay. Physically, I think he can work as Kurafin's son. Um, you know, we have to have somebody who's going to grow up to play a pretty major role later on. Um, so, yeah, it is important. You know, although, obviously, Kurafin is an extremely minor role right now, we do need somebody with the, you know, he's going to be, uh, you know, a massively important figure in the Second Age, obviously. So, um we're going to need somebody who can uh, who can handle a major role in, you know, 10 years or so. Or 12 years, maybe. Okay. Cool. Let's go with this. Um, Marielle says she still thinks that most of the finalists were a little scrawny for a legendary Smith. Yes, but he's also... See, I, I'm okay with that, mostly because, of course, he's... he's. It's not like he's a blacksmith, right? I mean, he's a he's a, he's a gem crafter uh, and, a, and like, a silversmith. So, I, you know, I, I think it would be okay. You know, showing him doing mostly... I mean, I agree he can't, he can't look like, you know, an underfed weakling, but at the same time, he doesn't need to, you know, have thews. Uh, so I think that's fine. Okay. All right, the House of Engulfin. I, I love uh, Marie's Marie's diplomacy. We yes. have ten rolls remaining. Yes, time check. Talk. No worries, we got this. We got this, Marie. We're all set. Um, okay, of course we uh, 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 cast Tom Rilson as uh, as uh, Fingolfin. All right, who do we have here? Boy, we have a a lot of opinions on Fingon here. Another Superman. Another Superman. Brandon Rowe. Yeah, he was in Superman Returns. Okay. Ah! I know him. What do I know him from? It wasn't... He was Superman Returns. He was also, He's also the Atom in the current uh, DC... Uh, comics, TV world. Right, The Legends of Tomorrow. Right, which I haven't seen. Yep. Uh, 
it's pretty entertaining. You, you might actually like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see. He keeps being in, in, he's an arrow and he's in the flash. No, he's just, he's the atom and all of those things. Right. I get it. Okay. Um, yep. I feel like I recognize him, but maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe it's maybe it's just maybe I've actually seen Superman Returns and I forgot that I did. Um, okay. Okay. I mean, you know, Fingen does Fingen does need to be an action hero. So you know, we need somebody who can who can really pull that off. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. No problems. I like it. Turgon. Oh, we have... Let's see. Cast another... Another Scandinavian actor here. Huh. One of Norway's most... uh, One of Norway's most uh, popular and versatile actors, huh? Okay. Let's see. I was going to say he's Norwegian. I have high hopes. Yes, he's 6'5". That's good. That's good. Okay. Sure. Why not? Uh, I like our mix of, uh, you know, not just casting all famous actors and actresses. Okay. Sure. I don't have any strong opinions on this, but, uh, you know, let's go, let's, uh, let's go with the Norwegian actor. Um, of course, Turgon obviously going to be a really central uh, character more important than Fingen really in the long term um sure sure Arathel Charlotte Riley oh this is one of my favorite characters as you know yeah absolutely probably the elf that I identify with the most personally she's extremely familiar what do I know her from Jonathan Strange. That's what I know her from. Ah, yeah, she played Arabella right, right. in Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her in Jonathan Strange. That was good. Sure. Definitely get... I, I, let's see. Let's double check her height. Five, five can live with that. I'd be even happier if she were taller, but we can make do. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. A fine choice and an overwhelming choice. Elenway, not a major. We have a tie, another tie for a very small role. Um, Eliza Taylor and Emerald Fennel. 
Eliza Taylor. Okay. Don't know her at all. Okay. All right. Hmm. Who's the other one? Emerald Fennel. I think I like the first one. Yep. Yeah. Let's go with Eliza Taylor. No, she was not the one who was chosen. Good grief, I'm getting my color shades wrong again. Gabriella Wilde is the one who won. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah, she's my pick. I like her better than Emerald Fennel, too. Yes. Gabrielle Wilde. Winner. That's right. Thank you, Marie. Yeah, I noticed that too late. Sure. Yep. Perfect. I like it. Okay. Yep. Gabrielle Wilde it is. Young Idril. Okay, we have. We just. This is it. Okay. McKenna Grace? Do I know her from something? I mean, she's adorable, but uh, so I have no objection. Um, oh, she's going to be in Captain Marvel? Okay, that's interesting. Um, she's in Fuller House? Okay, I've not seen that. Um, oh, Mickey, Mickey and the what, Roadster Rest. Racers? Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> with that, with a with a record like that, he picked, no, it's, it's it, she's adorable. That's perfect. Cool. Young Idril, not a demanding role anyway. Okay, and House of Finarfin, we're winding down now towards the end, right, Marie? We're doing pretty well. We're doing okay. Um, all right, Finrod <clears throat> Felagon. This is an important one. All right, and we had a divided. Stephen Hagen. Stephen Hagen. Stephen Hagen. The guy who needs to be just about everybody's favorite elf. All around good guy who gets along with everybody. Everybody loves Finrod. Everybody we had loves Finrod. He's six foot two. That's that's good. Perfect. Okay. Oh, he's from Belfast. Okay. I uh, have not seen anything he's in. Just the one picture? Okay. Okay. Well, all right. So I don't have much to go on here, but uh, I mean, uh, I'm willing. Who was willing. the other guy? We had a yeah, close vote with who else? Everswindow. Nico Evers Swindell. Okay. Um, don't know him either. Uh, I don't think I know him. Actually, it's not. I mean, people, other people may know the actress, but it's not a bad thing to have Finrod be like a lesser known actor. Yeah, no, definitely not. 
He's six five. That's good. Fine. Tall is good when you're one of the leading elves. Okay. He's kind of appealingly dorky, which I sort of like. Looks like he's got a crooked nose. He does That's have a good. crooked nose. I like the crooked nose. I do too. I, I, he doesn't need to be hot, you know, right. like. Yeah. No, he doesn't have to be hot, but he does need to be appealing. He needs to be winsome. Right. He needs to be winsome. Lincoln Alpern suggests winsome. Tom Meisen like for that. Finrod. Very good. The Ichabod Crane guy. Mm, yeah. That's an interesting suggestion. Kind of yeah. hard to take one out of nowhere. Let's see. Aaron. He was in Les Mis as well. I feel like I do know. I feel like I have seen that guy. But I'm not sure from where. Nope. Not sure. Okay. Oh, no, um, don't worry, Tony. We can always dye their hair if we need. If it needs to be fair-haired. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the hair. I mean, I, I, I am not a big fan of you know, when we, like, take somebody with, like, you know, like, like a Latin American coloration and give them a blonde wig, like, that's not a good look, in my opinion. But uh, but within reason, we can definitely do that. We can definitely handle hair color issues. Like, you'll notice we didn't cast a redhead as uh, Mydros, for instance. <sighs> okay, well... I kind of like Nico Ever Swindle. Of the choice, of the choices. So, uh, um, yeah. Let's go with Nico there. I say it's very close. Let's go with that. Angrod. Yeah, the bitter angry dude. Oh, wow, bitter angry dude got. Uh, we got this uh, Chris Zykla, one bitter angry dude, and running away. Hmm, okay, he was in which Spider Man? I can't keep track of them. Uh, see him in the background. Hey, there's him being angry. Sure. Sure. I can go with him being angry. He was a villain in Spider-Man, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. I'll go along with it. He's got that kind of uh, like quarterback on the football team kind of look to him. I think it's the set, it's the sort of this square jaw that makes me think that. But uh, but it's okay. I like that. That's fine. I ignore ah the tragic romantic lead 
once again we get a a runaway here. Scott Eastwood. Okay. Um. Oh, this is Clint Eastwood's kid. All right. Um. I know almost nothing about him, but sure. Sure. He will play a, he will play a romantic lead. So of course, as we said, the tragic romantic lead. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, Marie says we need him to be someone who will take on a Balrog. Yeah. Yeah, because we were going to have him killed off by a Balrog, weren't we? He needs to die in the he needs to die in the Dagor Bragalak. So, yeah. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. That's that. That looks great. Or a Dreth. <laughs> okay. So wait, who is this? Toby Regbo. I don't know that person at all. I don't think. Looks vaguely familiar, actually. There he is. No. No, I don't think I do know him at all. Oh, he's in The Last Kingdom as well. Look, we've got another theme going on. Oh, yeah. He can play Oridrath. I'd like him even better if he had a slightly weaker chin. But, uh... But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, he can do the deer caught in the headlights look. He can play a perfect Oridrath. Yeah, that's great. Sure! Sure. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. Love it. Okay, Amaria. Finrod's Vanya girlfriend who stays in Valinor. So she gets, what, like one scene, <laughs> right, in season three? <laughs> okay, so this is another one of those, uh, it's not exactly a high-leverage casting here. Maud Hurst, right? There she is. Oh, from Vikings. Okay, got another Vikings actress. Who'd she play in the Tudors? Cat Ashley, right? That's what I recognize her from. Uh, okay. Sure. Yeah, why not? Good golden-haired complexion. Yeah. Sure. Great. Love it. Love it. What's not to like? Marielle says that the uh, the Oridreth guy will do pathetic well. So that's, uh, that's good. That's good. Okay. That's it! We did it! We finished! Look at that. Plenty of time. We're like seven minutes early. You know, no problem. Um, okay. Very good. So we have our casting, except for Caranthir, which I had to bounce all of our Caranthir uh, votes. But if we can get a slightly burlier Caranthir, somebody who looks a little tough and impressive, um, uh, then uh, then yeah, yeah, I'd be uh, uh, I'd be happier. But apart from that, 
I think we're good. I think we're good. Excellent. Strong work. Thanks, everybody, for your nominations. Uh, this is always an education for me. Um, I really like the, the, the list that we have here. I think it's very good. Um, next time, next session is our last session of Season 3. Uh, we are ending Season 3. We have two more things to cover, uh, chiefly locations and music and anything else that we want to talk about. Uh, and, of course, we will talk a little bit next time also about our plans moving forward and what comes next. Uh, uh, because we're up to everybody's favorite part of the Silmarillion of Beleriand and its realms, uh, so we have to make sure we're really uh, we're really cautious about this. Uh, Tony, we are doing Thranduil and Orifer, but we're not there yet. We haven't included them. Uh, in season three, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold off on them. They will definitely be involved by the time we get to, um, I would say even by the time we get to Baron and Luthien, but certainly um, by the time we get to Turin Turambar, especially I would think we would get uh, Orifer involved, um, and certainly they need to be uh, there to survive the fall of Doriath. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Oh, Lincoln. Yeah, great point. Lincoln is reminding me that we didn't get through the visual design for the villains, so we need to add. We do need to add that to next time. We we were, uh, we were talking about the orcs and Thoringuethel and those the costuming and stuff designs. Yeah. Thanks, Lincoln. We, we I wanted to do the. Ca- I knew we were not going to get through the casting if we tried to do that at the beginning of this time. So that's gonna that that'll get rolled into next time as well. Yes. Yes. Thanks for. Thanks for reminding me of that, Lincoln. So, yeah, we'll finish up the visual designs uh, for the villains that we didn't get to before, and then we'll, and we'll do locations and music uh, next time. And that'll be it. That's the end of Season 3, and we'll discuss the future and where we're going from here. So thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us. Wait, let's go to the... Uh, there we go. The slide we almost never get to, the one that says the end. Uh, and we're... Like I was going to say on time. We're on time for being as late as we normally are. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I appreciate all of your help and assistance. Season 3 has been a lot of fun. Looking forward to finishing it up next time. Uh, and we're going to be... Can you can you believe we're finishing Season 3 now, Trish? You know, this has been... Uh, I know. It's amazing. It is amazing. You know, uh, Silm Film has now equaled Riddles in the Dark for, uh, you know... <laughs> That's true. Episodes now, you know, for, 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 for wow. years, for seasons. Uh, and of course, we're we're still such a small part of the way through the project. Uh, really, and, I know it's yeah, true. Yeah, this has been great. <laughs> just awesome. barely scratched the surface, but we got nothing on uh, exploring Lord of the Rings. Well, right, exactly. It'll be you know, uh, I'm just I believe in job security is all you know. So it's it's, it's good. <laughs> You're gonna leave. You're going to leave as large a literary legacy as uh, JR and CR together. Exactly. That's it. That's it. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of taking like the elvish view of things, right? You know, it's like, okay, that's right. That's right. I'm not going anywhere. So let's, uh, let's take our time with this. So, all right. Well, thanks everybody. And we'll yeah. see you guys in two weeks. So we're going to, we're going to go on schedule. Um, which will be, uh, what is it, the 27th of July. So um, we'll see you guys on the 27th of July, and we'll be, uh, uh, we'll be, we'll be finishing Season 3. So thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening, and Godspeed.